Well, welcome to the Midweek Motivation. I am Steve Barker. Uh, I actually preached this weekend if you were watching online or if you came to one of our services. And uh, we were talking about this idea of coming to an agreement ahead of time to avoid a disagreement later. If you haven't watched that, I'd encourage you to go back and watch it. One of the things I said in there was the potential that we should come to agreement so that we avoid being controlled by our emotional response. And I promise that on the Midweek Motivation, we talk a little bit more about this. So that's what I want to talk about today is this idea of emotions. And I've been thinking about this question of whether or not we overinflate the value of emotions. Like, do we put more emphasis on them than we should? Because our emotions are probably the most unreliable thing in our lives, right? They're the most unreliable thing to influence how we make decisions. Sometimes it's good, right? Sometimes emotions drive us to good things. Uh, sometimes emotions, though, get us into a bad place, like where we've said something we shouldn't have said or we've done something that we shouldn't have done. And I think if we overvalue how we feel, it gets us in a little bit of trouble, right? Like if I thought about my kids and if I really overvalued how they felt about what I said to them, it would handicap my ability to correct them as a parent, right? I couldn't tell them, I couldn't yell at them not to run into the street because that would potentially scare them, make them cry, hurt their feelings, make them experience bad feelings. But that would be kind of abdicating my responsibility as a parent, right? So I can't I can't put too much value in them. Or I, I had a, a small group this week. We were a Bible study at my house and... Uh, we were talking about how Jesus had said something that kind of made us feel uncomfortable. And it raised the question, like, should we throw this out because we didn't like how it made us feel? Or should we really consider it as something that we need to obey because Jesus said it? It was a really interesting wrestling that we were doing with how much value do you put on how things make you feel? I think they're not all bad. I think, I think we have to, we have to wrestle with when they're valuable. And to do that, I want to ask you to think about this. Is a fire in a forest, is that bad? Is a fire in a forest bad? I'm going to give you two seconds here to lock in your answer in your head. Put it in the comments below. Lock it in. I think the answer is, well, it depends. A fire in a forest could be bad, but it depends on a lot of things, right? If, a, if we had a candle, if I had a candle here and, that, and we took that into the forest, would that be bad? Well, probably not, right? When I think of a camp, a ground, and what kind of candles you have at a, uh, while I'm camping, it's probably one of those mosquito-repelling candles. Well, that's not bad. That's not dangerous. That's probably that's probably a good thing. It's keeping the mosquitoes away. Well, what about a fire pit? Is it bad to have a fire pit in the forest? Well, it's more dangerous than a candle, right? But it can be helpful. It can help us cook things, stay warm. It has some it has some value. Okay, well, what about if a lightning strikes in the forest and a fire starts? This one's interesting uh, because I'm going to, I got to speak from the perspective of the son of a forester. Okay. Uh, My dad was a forester 
did some of the the forest firefighting and uh, I had been around it and and worked at some camps and stuff in the summer. And this was this is an interesting concept because when a forest lights on fire, and specifically if it's like a lightning strike or something in the middle of the forest, that isn't necessarily a bad thing because the forest does need to reset itself, right? Like there are some trees that cannot plant new trees until the pine cone has experienced significant amount of heat. And that significant amount of heat opens up the pine cone and the seeds can fall out and, and new growth can start. And if the fire never happens, then that new growth never, never starts. If you live in Oregon and you've ever been to Crater Lake, go on the boat tour. They'll tell you about a specific tree that is in that, uh, that lives around Crater Lake that only that only can seed new tree seedlings when it comes under an immense amount of heat. Like it's got to be a, a big fire. So that the question of that is, is it dangerous? Well, if it's controlled, it's not necessarily, it can be helpful, right? The forest can, can uh, reset and that old growth can be burnt out and it can, it can plant new growth. And so when I grew up in the boreal forest, way up in the, in the forest of Northern Canada, if there were some fires and we could keep them controlled, like we could say this, an area is going to burn, but it's not going to take over the entire forest. Those were, those were okay things, right? They weren't bad. Now is a wildfire bad? Yes. Like if we've put out every fire and it's just a, a forest fire full of kindling, and that forest lights on fire. You've probably heard those stories where it is taking out entire communities, where it is taking out entire forests because there hasn't been a fire that's burned in that forest for decades. And that becomes a problem, right? Because it's just, it's just like pouring gasoline on it. It's ready to go up in flames at a moment's notice. So when you think about fire, this idea of fire, some fire is good, Controlled fire can be okay. Out of control fire, that can be really bad. I think that's a great comparison to our emotions, right? When you think about emotions, if emotions is like a spark where there's some frustration or there's some discomfort, that's not necessarily bad. That can make you think. It can make you consider what happened in my Bible study, right? Like we read something and we went, huh, how does that make us feel? That's interesting. Let's look deeper into that. That can be good. That can be good. But if I'm yelling and screaming at my kids because I'm angry, well, that's not necessarily helpful, right? That doesn't, if I'm just out of anger screaming at uh, my family, that's not, that's not necessarily helpful. Or if I'm in an echo chamber of anger, right, where I'm just listening to people and things who say the things I know that are going to get me angry. And so it just riles me up and I almost have like a one person mob mentality that's not thinking straight. Well, that's bad, right? That causes destruction and pain. But if there is what, uh, there's an author, Bill Hybels, that wrote about this. Uh, he, he said this phrase that has stuck with me for a decade. And that was this idea of holy discontent. That if, if it was, if it was something that God was going, I am, I'm going to make you discontent and uncomfortable enough that you can't let this go, that this is kind of 
welling up inside of you, that that might be good, right? Because it that that firestorm of frustration that is that is boiling inside of you, if it propels you towards positive action, and it gets you off your butt to actually do something about that it's that that it's been bothering you, and you feel like no, this is the right thing to do. This is what this aligns with what Scripture would say. This is what I feel like God is calling me towards. That can propel you towards positive action. But if you let that firestorm of frustration go to a bad place, it can suck you into destructive chaos, right? If it's just about you unleashing on the rest of the world, that's not helpful. But if it if it propels you toward positive action, that's that's positive. So I think that we can't overinflate the value of emotions. They aren't the most important thing in the word in the world. How we feel might be a factor, but it can't be the most important thing because it's blown by the wind, right? Emotions can change based on the last person that you talked to. Well, that's not a great thing to base all of your decisions on. You can let it influence, but you can't overinflate its value. And I think one of the best things that we can do to mitigate this is that if is surrounding ourselves with trusted advisors, people that help keep our emotions in a healthy place, encouraging the good ones that are going to propel us to action and kind of discouraging the bad ones that are going to lead to pain and, and destruction. So keep those people around you. And I know that I'm kind of breaking the fourth wall here, but I got to tell you that the guy behind the camera today is Caleb and Caleb and I, before we even started today, uh, we're talking about uh, what we want to see in our life and what, where is it going and what things do we need to change? And we were excited. I said to him right before we came on, man, my energy today is amped because of this conversation that we had, uh, because we're propelling each other to a positive place that's positive emotion and you want to keep those kind of people around you so that that you are not controlled by your emotion but you're influenced by them so i promised you uh this weekend that i was going to talk about not being overwhelmed by uh, your your emotions and not letting them control you hopefully this helped you mitigate and understand that there are some good emotions some bad ones And you've got to make sure that you're in control of the good ones and use them to your advantage. Listen to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has given you some holy discontent. Do something about it. And take some control over that. Why don't you be in control of your emotions instead of your emotions being in control of you? Hopefully this is helpful. Uh, I hope that you enjoy this entire series that we're going through. We're talking about help at home. And if you've not been to one of our services, whether in person or online, I hope you join us this weekend. But have a great rest of your week.